Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast, where we delve into the minds of the world's most innovative and inspiring leaders. I'm your host, Michael King, executive coach, entrepreneur, and founder of Teams.Coach. I have the privilege of working with some of the most talented leaders globally, helping them clarify their vision, amplifying their brand impact, and leveling up all of their results. Now, today, we are in for a huge treat. I am joined by a true titan in the tech world, Martin Ronowski. Martin is not just a visionary leader, he's a pioneer in reshaping the global technology landscape. With 25 years of top-level executive experience, he's the co-founder and CEO of Boardsy, a company that's revolutionizing executive recruitment. So without further ado, welcome to the Level Up Leader podcast, Martin. It's great to have you. Thank you, Michael. I uh, I, I always look at your last name. I'm like, is that a real last name? I mean, King, how much better can I get? Oh, my word. You know, it's like... Like, I, like I, that King behind me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> King, you know, I got I got stuck with King, but your last name has authority and power <laughs> to it. And... I love it. So, man, you, you know, I've I've gotten to know you um, over the last few months, and I've just always been impressed with um, your commitment to 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 clarity, to integrity, to high level um, business investment, and learning how to really lead teams, but also influence the circles that you're in. Um, I want my audience to to understand who you are as a person before we kind of dive in to um to some of the content that you have for today so do you mind just kind of giving us the backstory on who is martin yeah absolutely um i'll try to keep the long story very short uh poor kid grew up born and raised and grew up in poland till i was nine years old and uh not to age myself but that was ages ago uh it was back when uh, poland was still a communist country so a lot of uh a lot of lack of everything, including food and and uh, you name it, we lacked it. Uh, we didn't even own a car, uh, which was actually a, kind of a benefit because my mom was able to uh, swap food rationing coupons uh, for gas for other things. Uh, so if people don't know what rationing coupons are, not only even if you had money, you couldn't buy stuff even if it was available unless you had a coupon to go along with it. So you were rationed to X amount of bread, X amount of milk, X amount of meat, whatnot. So my mom did some trades there. Um, but I think our, our, our real fortunate part was uh, we had family members that owned a lot of farmland. So we had perks there as well. So I didn't go starving, but I definitely was around to see what it's like not to have things. But I'll tell you the biggest thing I, I uh, really suffered as a kid, and my mom saw it in me right away that this was going to be an issue, was the lack of freedom and choice uh, mm. that I really, as a kid, I've no, I don't know why. Still to this day, I wonder where this came from. But um, I didn't understand why I couldn't do certain things or why I couldn't make certain choices. That you know, the government had to tell me what I can and cannot do. Um, so my mom made mm. the decision to get me to America so I can live an American dream. So that journey took eight months through Italy. 
Um, and then, uh, I showed up in, uh, California when I was 10 years old. So six years later after learning English and being harassed in middle school, bullied, uh, you name it, I've been through it. Um, mm. you know, made fun of, uh, having not spoken English to made fun of having an accent to finally in college, enjoying the fact that I had an accent and it actually attracted certain people. Uh, to it so that was kind of cool but it took all the way to college to to get that so um yeah but i started my uh i started playing around with entrepreneurship at 16 um i had the i don't care attitude i lived at home everything was free so took a lot of risks um didn't make a lot of money made a few bucks here and there i probably did better than um working at a fast food place so that's the way I kind of looked at it. Like as long as I make some money and I have enough money for gas for my card and uh, then that works out for me. So um, I also went through corporate world, um, led, uh, led some teams there, uh, ended up doing a lot of consulting, ended up doing a few partnerships um, later in my life. Some worked out better than others. So we definitely had a lot of fails. Um, a lot of learning and a lot of stepping stones. And uh, 2017, we finally started uh, Boardzai. And, or like you said, Boardzai. I always kid around and say potato, potato, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> so anyway, you look at it, it's still the same company. Um, so we started that in 2017 and uh, really focused right out the gates on building uh, the most uh, richest C-suite executive network of human capital, and then uh, find finding companies on the B2B side that are looking for board members, um, and then doing the matching. So we started that right off the bat with a very basic platform. We've upgraded that once since then, and we are literally uh, next week, uh, we're finalizing everything and testing it. Uh, been testing it this week. And over this weekend is the final test, maybe Monday, Tuesday, and we're re releasing a new uh, platform, which is uh, taking uh, what we do way to the next level. There's um, executive education, executive branding within the platform. Um, so the education is board specific. There's um, We're just giving back a lot more to the executives to really prepare them for what they're looking to do. So yeah. And, uh, a lot more AI efficiency. Uh, we're still going to always be human driven. Uh, I don't think you can totally get rid of that fact. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but we are trying to be a little bit more efficient and quicker about finding the right matches. So that is pretty quick. That's me. <laughs> That's incredible. So where did the idea for boards I come from? Oh, great, great question. I, um, so I've done a lot of consulting over the years. And uh, right before Boards, I was actually doing consulting for a company. I was there for three years. Um, and if you ask me the, the story about my leadership, uh, it actually comes from this consulting gig where I ran a team, a tech team. But throughout my years of consulting, I was with a company that um, ended up selling to a publicly traded company. Uh, I was with another company that <coughs> went public. Um, and I didn't enjoy any perks of those wins. Um, I didn't have any stock. I was simply a consultant, got paid extremely well, but uh, they made out well financially and Martin did not. Uh, 
get wow. any of those perks. So I realized the difference between being a consultant and being a board member or at least an advisor with some equity. And if you really step in and help, like I did, uh, with the transaction to get that company ready for those big moves, you can really make out. Um, and you know, even at one, two, three percent ownership, um, the upside is is could have been huge. That yeah. I so I personally started looking for advisory work. I went out there. I went on LinkedIn, hitting companies up randomly on cold, and. Um, you know, I just usually was like, oh, I'm not looking for it. And and this was before I even did any of my own executive branding. So they probably Googled me, didn't find much about me. Um, so I just didn't really find any specific company that did what we're doing. So I was like, reached out back to my partners from um, other ventures and said, hey, there is a gap in the industry that we need to fill. So that's pretty much it. how boards I was born. Yeah. It's fantastic. And so um, talk to us about the scope of growth that you've experienced since 2017 to today. Like, where are you at? <laughs> yeah. So we went from being a nobody um, with a dream and along the way found a couple of companies that kind of did the same thing, but not how we structured it. Um, I mean, I, I they were so unfoundable that when I was looking for a board position, I didn't even see them. Uh, so they either got founded right around the same time or they just weren't really, they didn't really brand themselves. Um, so we right away within about six to eight months, we noticed a big difference in finding executives that would like a board position. You're always going to, I mean, I get that when I'm playing golf and people ask me what I do and they're like, oh, yeah, I would love to be on a board. Well, who wouldn't, Right. Uh, doesn't mean you qualify, doesn't mean you have the experience or the branding behind it. But that that part is, I don't want to say easy, but it's easier to find board members, harder to find ones that are a perfect fit, which is why you need a lot of them for companies. But to convince a company that you can do what you're saying you're going to do, and then they're like, well, we never heard of Boards Eye. So we heard that a lot in the beginning. They took a chance on us and we had some wins, which was great. We were able to create some PR pieces. But then we really realized, okay, to really go to the next level, we have to take our company and we have to become a brand. So just went on a branding um, streak of trying to you know, write articles and which is what led me to writing a chapter in a book, which then led me to writing The Corporate Matchmaker, uh, the book, book that basically describes exactly what we do for both sides and uh, and becoming uh, uh, industry leaders in, in what we do. So that's that's been the helpful part. Man, that's, and that's so, um, even when we think about like whether you're in a small business or whether you're in big business, I, you know, I tell, I tell our clients all the time is that there's, there's two sides to having this, this brand equation. Like you are responsible for your company brand, whether you yeah. like it or not. Um, but then there's also the implications of your personal brand as well. Like the idea that the idea that by, by you, even, even Martin being a good steward of your own personal brand and making sure that you're building up your authority and your credibility with the things that you're doing, it has this drastic effect on the value of the company that you work in. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it just comes along with it. There's no reason why it wouldn't, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
I think there's a big learning lesson there. What was one of the big hurdles that you had to overcome in order to get your mindset into place to where you were willing to take on the big branding hurdle? Uh, I had to step out of a, a shell that, um, unfortunately the years that I talked about of being bullied really built. So, you know, I, I'm now a speaker. I wrote a book, obviously I've, I've spoken on stage and, um, you know, people that know me from high school would, would be pretty shocked that I, I can get on stage in front of, you know, 300, 3000 people because, Back in high school, when we had to make a speech, I remember in my economics class, I had to present something. I can't remember the details of what it was. And I literally stood up in front of the class, bright, bright face red. And I couldn't get one word out of my, out of me. Like I literally, I just stood there and I'm like, frozen. And my teacher's like, okay, Martin, sit down. I'm like, Okay. I couldn't do it. So, you know, going to college loosened me up a little bit, got a little bit of confidence, but I still wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was a leader at my fraternity. I wasn't like the guy I, I didn't become the president of my class or anything like that. I just, I I was really caved in. So I would say the biggest challenge for me, uh, within my partners was, okay, I got to do this. I got to step out of a shell. I got to go out there. And, um, I mean, my first podcast, I was, I mean, if you ask my wife, I probably talked to her the whole week, every day. I'm so nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. I don't know. And all she kept saying is just be yourself. Just be you. Just talk to the person, uh, on the other end, like it's your friend. You have no problem talking to friends. So just do the same thing. And I have friends in the corporate world and we talk business all the time. So I was like, okay, I'll just be me transparent and, and, uh, just be myself. So it's been obviously getting easier as it is right here, but, uh, um, I find a lot of joy. And when I spoke at Florida international university in front of like 300, uh, students and gave them very personal stories, spent probably hour and a half, maybe close to two hours after class out in the hallway, just getting bombarded with questions and thank yous and hugs. I was like, this is what I need to do. Give back. Like just the dust of hope that there is something good after college. Like these kids were just so thankful and, you know, connected on social media. They send me messages. It's just, it's awesome. So, um, that all those little things are definitely very helpful, but, uh, that, that was my biggest challenge is coming out of the show. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that too. I think, um, you know, we've, we've covered, we, you, you mentioned a little bit about, uh, AI, you mentioned about the idea about branding, you know, to other entrepreneurs or, you know, small business owners, or even, you know, you know, bigger company executives, is there anything that you would say is like the thing that was a kicker for you? This, you know, that kickstarted this whole journey that you said, that, okay, I'm ready to go to the next level and you can do this too. Uh, a, anybody can, anybody should do this. I, um, I would say the kicker was, uh, there's been a few, uh, but when our name started being recognized and all of a sudden, uh, 
one of our employees, I mean, here's one of hundreds of examples. One of our employees called me and, and by the way, I'm transparent with all of my employees. They all have my cell phone number. It's funny, the more transparent you are, the less people use it. Um, so, but they do, some of them do hit you up. Uh, but he called all excited. He goes, Oh my God, this weekend I was out to lunch and run into a, uh, just a random executive. And he asked me, he saw my hat where it was wearing a board's eye hat. And he asked me, he goes, Oh my gosh, uh, what do you know about board's eye? And the, you know, the employee said, Oh, I work for them. And he goes, Oh my gosh, I know all of, and you know, just started spilling all this stuff that he knows about us and read about us online. And he's been, uh, playing with the idea of when he retires, he's going to join our network and how great it is that what we do. And so he was all excited. And I was, that was like a kind of a, oh my gosh, what we've been doing for the last 12 months or what, whatever it might've been at that point is starting to pay off. And, uh, you know, the same thing has happened to me, run into people that are like, oh my gosh, I know your book, you know, I'm on the book. There's a picture of me. So it's pretty easy to recognize, um, but yeah, uh, same thing happened at a car dealership when people are like, and I brought him a book and stuff, but yeah, they're like, oh, I know exactly who you are. So it's like watching all these little things in branding pay off. What's the end result? The end result is thought leadership, right? So for anybody, whether you're in corporate, especially if you're a small company and you're really trying to grow, become well-known, get branded because- it's a lot easier to get, whether it's funding, whether it's on an executive side, whether you're looking, which is why we're releasing uh, executive branding. What we found was the people that have done thought leadership things like write articles, do a podcast, um, bigger things like write a book. When they have done those things, companies want to interview them a lot quicker. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And it's, it's, you got to have to get out of your head just a little bit on this. You know, some of the lies that, that you've probably even dealt with are some of the same lies that, you know, our clients deal with, especially when it comes to the, the branding perspective, for example, um, you know, one of the things that I felt, um, when I, when I started as an executive coach and a thought leader, author, and all that stuff was that I had to have credentials in order for me to be legitimate, you know? Yeah. Like there's so many other executive coaches on the planet. There's so many other people, you know, especially during COVID. Oh my word. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody who decided that they were tired of their job became an executive coach. And so we were trying to build something transformational. And so I, you know, before I launched my company in 2017, I went back and I finished up my, my two master's degrees. I got my, my coaching certificates and I thought now I'm going to stand out. Here's the thing is that if you don't know your why, and if you don't know what your true north is, and if you haven't zeroed that thing in to help people understand, like, what are you on earth for? If you can't be known for that thing, if you haven't zeroed that in, you have a long journey ahead of you. It's yeah. not about your credentials. It's not about education. It's about you embracing the idea that you are the expert of you. There's only things that Martin can do. There's only things that you can actually show up as the expert in. Don't be insecure about it. You know, don't be humble and teachable and all those things, but, um, but don't allow insecurity to, to spin you. Uh, in a different it's okay way. to be vulnerable. 100%. So, yeah. 
All right. So let's talk about empathy. Um, this is, I loved, I loved when I asked you the question, it's like, what was the yeah. level up leader moment for you? Like, what was the moment when you said, Hey, I need to up my, my leadership game. Um, and I, so I like it when guys want to talk about empathy, um, just leaders in general talk about it just because it is something where I think EQ and empathy is something that we're going to be talking about at least for the next decade is a top priority in leadership. So, uh, tell us your experience on this. Yeah. I, uh, in consulting, if I came in and uh, they asked me to build a team around whatever project that we're consulting on, uh, I'm very driven person and focused. So back in my younger days, uh, I was very goal oriented. So, you know, you set a deadline, you got to hit it. So you push your team as hard as you can. And all you're seeing in front of you is that goal, that deadline, right? Um, so my story of realizing how important and important empathy is. Um, and I didn't even back, back then I wouldn't even, I mean, this is years ago before people were talking em about empathy. Uh, but now thinking back, you actually made me think about it. Um, this was my realization moment where I was so hard on my team and just pushing and, and all about statistics and where are we at with this? Where are we at with that? Uh, why is this behind? I don't get it. Um, I mean, I, I almost want to say I was an a-hole, um, but not to that point. I'm, I, I, that's not part of my personality. I mean, my personality was like, okay, let me jump in and help you out. You know, so that's what I would do. And, um, and I, I mean, I have back then two kids, I still have two kids, obviously, but, um, they were a lot younger. They're, and they're late twenties now, but, um, back then they were in a lot younger. So I, I get it about family, but at the same time, you know, uh, you gotta have money to provide food and, and a roof over your head. And if that comes with work, you gotta get the work done. So I realized one evening working late, um, and there was just something off about this one employee and I'm not going to get into details, but I realized something was off. Um, not as focused on the project as they should have been. Um, so I literally pulled them aside and for the first time, probably in months, asked the personal question. I said, Hey, what's going on? And they were like, well, what do you mean? I said, there you're, you're off. There's something off about you. And I know we're working late, but you know, the deadline is right there. The light is at the end of the tunnel and we're going to go back to our lives being normal but what's going on? And to my surprise, that person opened up and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on at the family. And I'm not talking about the day to day of, you know, Oh, my wife or my husband is telling me I'm not spending enough time, but no, there was some medical stuff going on with uh, their father and they were stressed out about it. And so we had a great discussion about it and they felt very relieved. Like they, like the weight came off their chest and, and I was like, you know, let's find a way to work around this. Um, I totally get it. Um, and the next morning I had a whole team meeting and I went around and asked everybody the same question. I said, Hey, we're going to do this as a team. If there's anything in personal life that bothers you, let's open up. Let's all be on the same, uh, same thinking here. And, Let's discuss it. And some people opened up, some people didn't. Um, I did. I opened up. I, I I told them about it. So I made myself for the first time vulnerable in front of my team. 
and uh we hit the deadline and we finished the project and um we did it with smiles so it was the first time i realized now that you asked me that question the other day um didn't really think back about it i actually thought about it quite a bit but uh that was probably my first time realizing you know keeping it a little bit more personal and not just looking at a resume and what this person can achieve but also looking at their personal life and getting involved in that and actually caring um and making that work is is goes a long way so yeah you're muted <laughs> it's not my podcast but you're muted yeah thanks so much um <laughs> welcome back to the podcast with martin i've just given him the reins over of this this whole thing so um but no, Ben, that's, that's, that's powerful. So thanks for sharing that. And just yeah. kind of teeing up this part of the conversation, because, you know, when, when I'm thinking about this, even from a, a coaching perspective, you know, you'd be actually pretty surprised. Like, you know, typically kind of how it starts off is I'm usually coaching like a senior executive. And then they'll ask me to get involved with some of the other people on their team yeah. to be able to help elevate. And, you know, you keep, I keep confidences to build trust within those relationships but you'd actually be very surprised at how often, you know, people that are number twos or number threes within organization to where once they feel comfortable, they typically start to say things like, I don't think that the way that I feel actually matters. And yeah, and it's something to where it's like as senior leaders, you'll hear me talk about this a lot is that whether you whether you like it or not feelings and emotions they are impacting your organization and if you if you can get on the front side of that and actually allow empathy and high levels of eq to be steering um boundaries within within your your leadership methodology this could be a game changer for you and yeah you know, because if you think about it, the things that we hear determine the things that we think about and the things that we think about determine the things that we feel and but how we feel it influences every single decision and every single behavior that we have. And especially in a, in organizations like yours and in other organizations in which we, we need our people to be invested. We need our people to love what they do because if they love what we do, then the, the results actually show up. Right. Yeah. And subconscious mind is, it's like a supernatural power. Like, yeah. It is, it is a supernatural <laughs> power. And because, but here's the thing is that if I'm feeling something internally to where it's like, man, I don't feel like I have a great connection with my, 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 my direct report. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm being manipulated. I'm not being, I'm not leading myself well, if I'm not honest with, with the people around me, as far as like what my experience is and getting those things worked out. And so by you being the senior leader of just, you know, build, building systems of empathy and, um, and EQ within to the organizational operations, like you're immediately cutting out all this other gray area yeah. to where you're immediately em eliminating things that could be slowing you down by letting people know that you actually give a crap, like, Hey, yeah. I care about you. So let's, let's, let's cut that. That's really good. Um, what type of effects has that had on how you lead teams now? I mean, you had that moment there, but what are you doing today? Yeah. I mean, I'm a lot more aware of that and there's been articles I've written about not only empathy, but, um, other things, vulnerability. Um, I, I would say one thing that 
I keep in mind, um, you know, a lot of times people are so focused, um, on hiring the right people, hiring the right salary for those people. And sometimes if you don't realize that it's not all salary is not the motivator, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a motivator. Believe me. I mean, everybody needs to make enough money, but you know, if somebody came to me back when I didn't make a lot of money and financially needed to make a lot of money and somebody offered me $250,000 a year to do something that I disagreed with, meaning uh, not, nothing like a dirty job, but just something where uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of something that didn't agree with what I believe in. So my personal mission, vision, and value, if it didn't align with it, even if I took that job, I probably would have lasted maybe three months and I would have taken a job for half the salary as long as that job lined up with my mission, vision, and value. So a lot of times I try to lead with that as in if somebody's unhappy, I don't go straight for like, okay, well, let's give you a raise. I'm sure that's going to change a lot of things in your life. It's not that. What is, my question always is like, what is it that's making you unhappy? Like, where are you at? And maybe it is financial. Maybe they're like flat out like, yeah, hey, uh, uh, economy sucks. Rent just went up. I can't afford it. Um, I need to make more money. Everything else in my life is great. Okay. Th yeah. Thank you for being honest. Like, awesome. Great. Let's, uh, let's figure out because if you want to raise, we got to figure out what it is you're going to be also increasing as far as responsibility, you know? So, um, and a lot of times those people are like, yeah, I, I don't want it just a raise, just to get a raise. I want more responsibilities. And it's like, great. You're growing, you're growing with us. That's awesome. So I, I think overall, uh, my leadership sense that day and where I am right now in my fifties, um, I think it's a little bit more on trying to understand people emotionally and, uh, just make sure everybody has a win-win situation. Um, almost same as, you know, with our company mission and vision and values. When we see the great stories or we hear back the great stories about uh, a company that just recruited a board member and six months later, they went from, you know, almost filing bankruptcy or closing doors to now they're, you know, being valued at 50 million and looking to raise money. That's a That's a win-win not only for them, but obviously for us too. We were part of that journey for that company. So, um, and that executive that joined that board. So it's pretty awesome. Um, I love win-win situations. I, I love, I love that you're thinking along the ways of this. And so when we, even when you, even when we're talking about this, I'm reminded that happiness is currency and, um, and it's no longer good enough just to ask like your team members or like whether they're happy or not. You know, one of the things that um, you're probably seeing a lot about what we're talking about right now within the team, within our social media platforms and our, and our newsletter, et cetera, is you're hearing me talk about this idea that at some point in time, you as a leader need to get from subjective to objective things. And, you know, it's, it's no longer good enough for us just to ask the question like, hey, are you okay? And, you know, measure that on a scale of one to 10, you know? 
no, I need to, we need to put things into our, we have, we have to reverse engineer that down to where there's some KPIs, there's some measurement things that we can actually do on the front side to make sure that we're creating a happy culture yeah. that we're creating empathy and proximity to the things that matter as well. So, um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that before we, before we move on to the next thing? Uh, no, I, I think I said my say. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. So, um, so I, I love that you're here with us. And so thank you so much for making time. Um, you, if people need to get a hold of you, what is the best way for people to be able to reach out? Um, I love to connect on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the easiest way. Um, I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, you can message me, you can connect with me, uh, send me a message while connecting with me. Um, obviously I love purpose driven connections, not just connections, just to be connected. Um, but, uh, but I am pretty open, uh, to connecting on LinkedIn. I would, you know, you can find me on Instagram. I have a few people that message me on Instagram, but I, I like to separate personal and, uh, and professional on LinkedIn is my professional, even though lately it's been getting really weird i've been getting <laughs> and i'm sure i'm not the only one but i uh, i finally figured out after a few weird messages uh apparently some people think linkedin is a hookup website too so uh please do not you know i i am married <laughs> yeah with kids and <laughs> i don't need some weird friends um but yeah no professionally uh linkedin 100 percent that's awesome. So you you talked about that you like that you love you know that you love networking, but you love professional relationships and getting things done, right? Yes. So, um, so you're on our you you are on our Cloverleaf platform um, for for daily coaching, and so your daily coaching tips come to you every day into your email box. Um, and I don't know if you read them or not, but when you're on my calendar, it actually gives me an insight as far as like how to communicate with you. Yeah, and I use the same thing. So, so it told me today, it says, Martin likes networking with others, but often <laughs> with a goal of getting things done. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like you literally just said it like, yeah, that's crazy. So good. I love it. Uh, let me, let me tell you what, uh, what yours says. Oh, you didn't come up. Why didn't you come up? That's weird. Normally it has it on here. Oh, I know why. I got logged out. What do you use, by the way? Uh, use for what? Uh, to to tell you like, to tell you that information about me. Oh, I went into my into my into my dashboard. So, um, into my Cloverleaf dashboard. So it actually shows. Okay, so that's in here. Cloverleaf. Yeah. So it has you, and then my next meeting at Todd. Um, so it actually says Martin likes networking with others, but is often but it's cool getting things done with a goal in mind. So that's pretty, that's awesome. I like it. Spot on. I got it. I got to check that out. Yeah. So when you put everybody on your team on there, we'll, it'll give you guys insights as far as how to not, not fight and love each other and, and all that fun stuff. So, all right, we're so going to, by the way, here's yeah. the insights about you. You ready? Let's just do it, man. This is, this is not from Cloverleaf. So you're a questioner. Uh, Reserved and aloof, critical evaluator, knowledge seeker. 
those are the highlights. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right, so uh, as we're closing out, we're going to play a quick game of this or that. You ready for this? Sure. All right, let's go. Innovation or tradition? Innovation. Early bird or night owl? Ooh, both. I'm not kidding. I love it. I love it. All right, limited are, time of sleep. I'm the I'm the same way. So we're both in that okay. we're both in that same camp. It's like I love what I do, and even my wife kind of it when I get up at night, she's like, "Where are you going?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm getting stuff done." Like you know, like <laughs> I, I'm I'm done sleeping, so let's go. Um, all right, books or podcasts? Podcasts. Team meetings or solo work? Depends on the day, um, but I like solo work. I like to get things done. Yeah, that's good. Risk taking or playing it safe? Ooh, risk taker. Uh, work from home or from office? Uh, home, but right now we're in my office because I just finished out this podcast studio, and I'll tell you, I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> It's good. It's good. But it's I like good. working from home. All right. Data-driven or intuition-based decisions? Ah, intuition. All right. Should be more data-driven, but intuition. Well, that's why, you know, that's why you, you have access to, you know, hanging out with me. I'll, I'll bring data to back up your intuition. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Hands-on leadership or delegating? Hands-on. Tech gadgets or simple tools? <laughs> I'm a tech guy. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, Long-term planning or agile adaptation? Uh, used to be agile adaptation. I've, I've, I'm more of a long-term planner now. All right. Two more questions. Or actually, three more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, bon Jovi or U2? U2. All right. Mac or Apple? Or Mac or PC? Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you asked me this three years ago, I would have said PC, uh, Mac. All right. Great job. Uh, Chick-fil-A or Starbucks? Chick-fil-A. I, I don't like coffee anywhere but my house. I love it. Well, it's because you're a European guy, you know, yeah. you know, the, the good, the good stuff. So yep. I got my little Nespresso back here in my office and, uh, and it's, and it's a good, it's a good go for me. So yep. man, today was fun. Um, I learned a lot and I learned about, you know, just your story. I learned about empathy and definitely challenged me on a couple of different things. Um, so thank you so much for spending time with me and in investing in in our audience. It's it's uh it's been great having you here. Absolutely, and uh, thank you for having me. If you want to connect with Martin, make sure to check him out on LinkedIn. Also check out make sure you check out boardseye.com. Um, I'll go ahead and include all the links in our show notes so you can make sure to, to stay connected with him. And especially if you are an executive looking to to network, uh, you want to get uh, the right board members in the right seats and making sure that you're collaborating with the right people so you can make the right decisions and maximize your your companies. I highly encourage you to reach out to Martin. He's the best at what he does. And he's he in if you're not following him on LinkedIn, the guy's absolutely stinking brilliant. So you want to make sure that you're following. <laughs> what he's doing. So, um, so Thank as we you. wrap up, you bet, you bet gladly. So, but as we wrap up another insightful episode of the level up leader podcast, again, thanks to Martin for being here today. Um, and thank you to, to you, our dedicated listeners, your support and engagement are what making this journey so rewarding. Now, if you've enjoyed our conversation today and are eager for more inspiring leadership insights, uh, I have a small favor to ask of you. Please take a moment to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Google, um, 
and YouTube. We're all over the place. Uh, your support is critical. Now, by liking and following, you'll not only stay updated with our latest episodes, but you'll also help others discover our podcasts. So don't forget to like us also on social. So uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join our community to continue this conversation. We want to take empathy up to the next level. So thanks for tuning in today. And thank you to Martin for being here with us. And to all of our listeners, make sure you level up your leadership game this week.